0: looking at the verses 1 to 9, those who have uh, the Bible lab, you may join us on the live event. Uh, I, I notice on the live event, so correction, if you see two live events, there's two there, but one has no notes, one does, so find the one that does have notes, and then you will have everything that you normally have in the live event. Uh, so you can follow on right there, the scripture's right there. I'll be reading from the New Living Translations, Luke 13, chapter verses 1 through 9. The Word of God says, About this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Do you think those Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? Jesus asked, Is that why they suffered? Not at all. And you will perish, too, unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. And what about the 18 people who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? Were they worse sinners in Jerusalem? No. And I tell you again that unless you repent, you will perish, too. Praise God for his word. You may be seated as he take your seat. Help me announce the subject matter to your neighbor. Tell them time to repent. Amen. Help help me announce a matter to your the neighbor. Wake them up Okay. case they fell asleep. Tell them time to repent. Yes, yeah. I I, I want to in, in inform you if you if you follow how you can say that right. You can you can say it as a declarative imperative, time to repent, and you can say it as an informant telling you that it's time <laughs> to repent. Watch out, somebody. And so here it is that I, I want us to look at that. This fig tree in this parable. Now, I, I, I was thinking about how I could introduce this message and bring it forward, but then I'm not as rich as I think I am. Cause I was going to buy us all some fig newtons and everybody has some fig cakes and sit down and enjoy the fruit of the fig tree. But I said, nah, nah, I can't buy everybody a fig newtons. Somebody might get mad. They didn't get the flavor they wanted. You know, you know, they got, they got all different kind of flavors out there too. So I, I said, well, let me just talk about the fig tree. And now. The fig tree is a beautiful tree that is very prosperous in this in this desert area. And the reason why they like this fig tree because of the long, lush leaves it produces. And they will oftentimes will plant this tree by the whales. You'll find a fig tree by the whale because its leaves will cover the whale and cool the water. And then also they will have these fig trees on the corners of their vineyards. And so they will have their vineyards and then they'll have the fig trees around the base of the vineyards and surrounding it. And therefore it will be that it provide shade and protection for the workers to relax and and cover and also shade for the vine. And so here in this parable, I want you to grab it, right? The vine dresser, the gardener is telling the owner of the land that give this fig tree one more time. But you notice as the vine, why? Because the fig tree is at the corner of the vineyard. But this one fig tree is not producing any fruit. And so the issue is that since it's not producing any fruit, why should I let it use up all this good soil? And so think about a fig tree, right? If you put, if you plant a fig tree, you want the fruit of the tree. Am I right about it? And so you want to get some of those fig newtons. You want to have some figs. You want to have it on your salad. You want to have some fruit to take care of it and say, hey, I, I planted this tree because I wanted fruit. So whether it was an apple tree, a peach tree, a banana tree, whatever kind of tree, you want fruit from that tree. And if you're not getting fruit from that tree, what would you do? Cut it down and put in another tree in this place. And so here it is that this fig tree represents me. I have been planted and am I producing fruit? And if I'm not producing fruit, am I just using up good soil that somebody else can take advantage of? Uh, I'm in a great position of having fruitfulness in my life, but I'm not seeing any fruit in my life. Something has to change. And and look closely here about what has to change. That the, the 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 vine dresser, the gardener, the farmer says, I will give it special care. And not only will I give it special care, I'm asking for you to give it more time. Watch out, somebody. So here it is. If you see before he gives the parable of the fig tree and talking about repent, he talks about how news came to him. And and where is Jesus from? Anybody know? Galilee. Y'all can talk back to me. It's alright. He's from Galilee. So they come back tell him, say, I got news from your home, it's from your hometown. Uh, they, they killed some Galileans, right? So they were trying to give a sacrifice. And you know who did that? That man Pilate. Sound familiar? Pilate in the Galilean. Watch out, somebody. And so here it is that he says, Well, I hear what you're saying, and their blood was mixed with the sacrifice, meaning that they were making sacrifice and blood was spilled everywhere, and so therefore their blood and the sacrifice of blood was mixed together, and they were killed, uh, punishedly, unnecessarily by Pilate. And here it is, Jesus let them know that. Do you think that they were worse sinners because how they died? Let me help somebody else to understand that sometimes in our lives when we go through tragic circumstances. We want to find a reason why we went through it. And the way we find the reason, we'll talk about how bad I am or how messed up my life is. Or if something was just a little bit different, it would have been so bad. But Jesus makes clear to let them understand that that's not the case. We've seen that definitely in our area when September 11th happened, that people were trying to say, well, this is why it's happened. Because of this, because of that, because of sin, because of this. But it's sometimes some things just happen. Watch out, somebody. And here it is. They send them so that they are not worse sinners. That's not why it has happened. It has happened because it has happened. But notice closely here. Jesus does not tell try to explain to them why it's happened, gives permission for why it's happened, does not say it was okay what Pilate has done. But he adjusts. He he addresses the sinner. Y'all quiet on me. I want you to understand that. When we are faced in our lives of tragedy that's come our way, that we should stop looking at circumstances outside of ourselves to blame and say this is why this happened, but start looking at our own personal lives. The Lord, am I living according to Your will? Because I want you to understand that sin will give death, and death is already on your appointment sheet. If you don't believe that death has an appointment with you, as the old folks say, keep on living. (laughs) Death is going to show up. And Jesus making it clear to them that, look here, you are concerned about how they died, not concerned about that they died. And I want you to understand, too, you too will perish. Y'all see that there, right? He didn't say you're going to die that way. He just pointed out, yeah, you too will die. And then he drives something home to them and says, now, he says this, that, is it is it that why they suffer? Not at all. And you will perish too unless you repent of your sins. And what? Turn to God. And then he says, well, you talking about the Galenes where I'm from. Well, what about the 18 people who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? Were they were sinners in Jerusalem? No, I tell you again, uh, that unless you repent, you will perish. So here it is that. You have to look into your life and say, why do I need to repent? I need to repent when I don't see fruit in my life. A fig tree, when it has fruit, it, it also reminds them of peace and prosperity. Mm. Anybody want peace in your life? Anybody want prosperity in your life? That you want some fruit in your life. <laughs> and, and and so in Micah, in 4 and 4, it talks about how the, the fig, each of them will sit under his vine and under his fig tree with no one to make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken, speaking of the time of peace and tranquility, how they all sit under their own vine and their own fig tree. Remember, I said the fig tree will surround the vineyard. Mm. And then in Deuteronomy 8. In the eighth verse, and you look to the previous verses, that the fig tree is one of the beautiful things promised him in the promised land. For the Lord your God is bring you into a good land, a land of brooks and water, of fountains and springs flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. And so it's showing that a fig tree is a place of, of prosperity, a place of peace. It's something that you're looking for. For us, we are spoiled, that we are all kinds of sugar. You get a blue pack, a white pack, a yellow pack, a pink pack of whatever kind of sugar you want. But then if they want it sweeter, they got honey and figs. And he says, you're going to go into a land full of honey and figs. Mm. Don't you want your life sweet? Our life is sweet with Jesus. And so... these figs were made into cakes for delicacy to eat. They were used for for medicine to help and and heal people and provide for their for their wounds. And the tree will be able to give them shade, and, and now we talked about how it keeps the water cool. And so the fruit on the fig shows prosperity and significance of life, and and there's life that's going to come forth and fruitful. And so here it is that when we are born and we are not bearing full fruit, we're showing ourselves not to be fruitful, and we're showing ourselves not to be fruitful. We're showing ourselves not to be to be useful and when we show ourselves not to be useful you have no use and when something has no use you throw it away what about your life are you seeing fruit in your life is your life productive as you would like it to be if you are not seeing fruit in your life what will you do will you turn to seek other ways for fruitfulness in your life for the current method is not working obviously or are you going to try something else? Think about how many of us are trying so many diets that we don't know which diet is working. Y'all quiet on me. You, you try them all, you try them all, you try them all. You, you've eaten too little, you've eaten too much, you are eaten small, you don't eat at all, you drink, you do nothing but drink and you're still at the same weight trying to figure out what, how am I going to say, you want to see fruit from your work. So, how is it that in die you know how to see fruit in your work, but for living for the Lord? Watch out, somebody! You don't want you don't know how to see fruit from your work unless you repent. You will perish. To repent is to change your attitude, to change your life to no longer live one way. So when you start eating healthy, that means you change your mind that I'm no longer going to eat unhealthy, but I'm going to eat healthy. So the things I used to drink that were unhealthy, I'm gonna start drinking that are healthier. I wanna make sure I drink more water. I'm gonna make sure I drink I eat more vegetables and and drink more juice and other things that are better than the carbohydrates and too much caffeine and too much sugar. Watch out, somebody. And so here it is that when we think about a change of mind, think about how we must change or we're going to perish for the for all of sin and falling short of the glory of god i want you to understand that we are falling short of his grace and his glory because why we are sinful we are messed up for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through christ jesus so i want you to understand that we are no longer slaves to sin when we call on the lord as our personal lord and savior we have been brought by a price renewed by the blood of the lamb empowered by the holy spirit to walk by faith and not by sight to live according to the spirit and not by the flesh Therefore, I'm no longer living a flesh or sinful mind, but I have my mind stayed on Jesus. And so I must repent. I must change my attitude. I must change the way I live because if I don't change, I'm going to meet death and death will be the final final destination. And I want you to understand here that when Christ speaks of death, he's not just speaking how you get buried into a grave and they have a tomb there to mark the spot. But he's talking about how you will be separated from him for eternity death also means absent of life and also means absent of eternal life. I want you to grab the difference. My body can be dead and lifeless on a bed. That's my body. But I can be alive. (laughs) In the presence of the Lord. Jesus says, I am the life. And the resurrection. Those who believe in me, though they die, yet they shall live. Which means that they can plug you up to a machine and check your heart rate. They can check how much you're breathing. They can check your brain function. And they can say you're doing well when all signs read well. But when things start to dip and things start to go, you can understand this, that when you know Jesus... That though those signs are so that your body is dead, you, yet you know I have life because I am serving the God, the living God. And so to understand is that I must change the way I'm living because I continue to live the way I'm living now. I'm going to meet death. And when I meet death, that's going to be the end. That's going to be the end of the story. Anybody ever read a good book? And when you read a good book, you got to the end of the story. Then you want to read it again because it was a good book. Well, if you got a good life and you got a good life with the good shepherd, you're going to find out that this is not the end. You're going to live again. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So repent. Turn your life over to him, realizing that death is going to come, but you can defeat death through Jesus Christ. You can be free from the power of sin. Tell your nephew it's time to repent. So let's look at this parable. Let's look at this parable. In this parable, Jesus is trying to drive to them about what it means to repent. First, he shows out that it's been three years. Three years, this fig tree has not produced any fruit. Fig trees have a time of seizing a fruit between eight to 100 days. And it produces fruit almost twice throughout the year. It has a spring fruit, then a, then a, then a winter fruit. And it produces a fruit throughout the time. And so throughout these eight to a hundred days waiting to see crop to come from this fruit, the first year went by, I saw nothing. The second year went by, I saw nothing. The third year went by, time to cut it down. How many years I'm going to give this tree with this good soil and I don't see any fruit. Let me speak to you. How, How often will God give you day after day with a good life, with health in your body just for you to not to sow fruit? in your life now here it is that some of us are trying to think about like well my life is not as good as i wanted but let, let, let's just think about how you could compare because we always compare how bad it is we compare to somebody else right or you don't know how bad i got it sometimes you don't know how good you have it some you're able to kick your legs up high some people can't kick their legs watch out somebody some of you can dress yourself as well as you and some people can't dress themselves watch out Some of you can drive around in the fine cars you want. Some people don't have a car to drive around, can't drive if they had a car. Watch out. And so sometimes we start looking at our lives. I realize God has given me a whole lot of stuff I should be grateful for. But yet I'm using it for nothing and I'm seeing nothing happening in my life. And the problem is, is that I can't blame God because he's given me some stuff. And I should be doing something with this stuff. It's been some time now, God, I haven't seen fruit in my life. Something has to change. And and here it is, I want you to understand what has to change is not God, it's you. God God does not change. Tell your neighbor, God does not change. He is the same today. He was yesterday, and he will be tomorrow, and he will be forever more. So what has to change is maybe your attitude needs to change. The way you talk needs to change. The way you save your money needs to change. The way you walk needs to change. Sometimes we need to realize that I got something inside of me that must change in order to get better. And here it is that even when the doctor tell you right how you must change, it's up to you to make that change. The doctor can tell you how you need to go to physical therapy, but if you don't go, watch out somebody. And you will go back to the doctor and c- complain how you still got pain and still have trouble. And the doctor going to ask you, well, how's physical therapy going? You're going to say, I haven't been. Doctor doctor's going to say, how many times are you going to keep on coming to this office and not seeing fruit from your labor? Oh, there hasn't been any labor, so you haven't seen any fruit. Watch out somebody. And so the reason why you're still stuck in the same situation is because you have not changed. It's time to change. When you realize that it's time to change, you start realizing i got to get some special attention. And here it is that you see how the gardeners say it's time to cut the tree down. But somebody stepped in. Oh, now yeah, y'all not ready yet, but somebody stepped in at the right time to say, no, give them one more chance. I know you want to cut them down, but give them one more chance. I'll give them some special attention. I'll dig around there. Oh, goodness gracious. Y'all see what he's doing, digging around? I say I'm going to get to the root. I'm going to get to the source of the problem. I, I'm going to feed it. I'm going to give it some fertilizer so that it can grow. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Do you understand how God knows how to get to the root? He will go right to the heart and say, i got to change the system. i, I got to change what it's been feeding on. i got to give it some special fertilizer. i got to give it some special word. i got to give it some special encouragement so that it can grow. Do you understand? You grow better with love than you do with hate. You go, you know, you you know how the saying goes, right? You attract more with honey than you do with vinegar. Watch out, somebody else. You 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 want you get more done with sugar than you do with trying to be bitter with somebody else. That's why when you say when they life gets you a bunch of lemons, what you add sugar to make lemonade. You don't just add lemon and water. That's just lemon juice. Watch out, somebody. But you want some lemonade. You want some aid in that lemon. You want some sugar. You want life just to be a little bit sweeter. And so here it is that Jesus says, I know how to make it sweet, <laughs> because life is sweet with me. Uh, let me come down and dig it up uh, and move the obstructions around, because when he's digging up, uh, he's going to might remove some rocks uh, that might have been choking up the roots. It might be removing some ungood soil to put in down some good soil. might be removing some weeds. Anybody got some weeds in their life uh, that need to be removed? Uh, might remove some pesticides uh, that have been eating at your roots and causing some pain and causing somebody. Got those things that get on your last nerves, get on your last goddamn nerves, but you're so glad God got patience and mercy that He can get on down and remove the stuff. Y'all looking at me like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all know y'all done lost your mind sometimes when something got on your last nerve, and you didn't say what I just said. You said some, some bleep, 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 but I'm so glad. I'm so glad that God is still able to dig around. He said, I can work with that. Give, I'm going to give you one more time, one more chance to work it out. I want you to understand this, that he will change you, that you can have fruit come out of your life. When others have given up on you, he said, no, not so. Give them one more time, one more chance. I can change them. It's time to Repent. You see how God has given us opportunity to change it up. He is feeding us his word. He says, I can change your heart. So we, we must give ourselves away to him. We must surrender to his spirit. We say, Lord, I, here I am. Take me as I am. And you understand is that he loves you. That if you look at the garden, he's willing to get dirty just to save this fig tree. He could have said, cut it down. I'll plant another one. I I want you to grab this principle here that God has always been patient with us. All you got to do is go back into Genesis and look at Adam. Look at Adam. Look, Just look at Adam. He made Adam, gave him everything. Adam messed up. I know we try to blame the woman, but look who God came to first. Adam messed up. And looked at Adam and said, Adam, where are you? Adam wasn't trying to hear it. It says God was looking for him. Adam was hiding. Adam like, I don't see him. He, and, then, and he probably he took that said, Look, Just hold on, be quiet. He'll probably pass by in a minute. <laughs> but God said, no, Adam, I, I, where are you? And Adam, Adam gets out to him and say, hey, it's that woman's fault that you gave me. Adam blamed God. But God didn't give up on man. He could have started all over, but he didn't give up on man. He blessed them that they could be fruitful and multiply. We saw, and we look at Exodus, right? Israel, stiff-necked people. He said, I'm going to start over. But Moses says, Lord, <laughs> a prophet stepped in at the right time and said, Lord. No, don't do it. Give him one more chance. And God gave him another chance. So here we are in the New Testament. We see another prophet who came in the image of man, but he is God. Another prophet. You know what prophets do? They proclaim. They preach. They also warn. Judgment is coming. Repent. Judgment is coming. Here is this vineyard serving as a prophet, stepping in, saying, let me see if I can help this plant so that it can change, so that it won't face death. Do you see how Jesus stepped in at the right time? And I want you to grab that. You can, you don't matter how old you are, you had a, a long times of unfruitfulness. Check this out. He can bless you that you can have a hundredfold. It can make up for the barren days because you'll have fruitful days ahead. Do you know that, that what God has for us is better than what's behind us? That's why Paul says, I press towards the mark of the higher calling. In Christ Jesus, forgetting that my past things are like dung to me, like feces, like garbage, like trash. They're they're worth nothing to me. I'm pressing on. Do you know that our ladder will be greater? You know, greater is our glory in heaven and here on earth. And so what I want you to grab here is that don't compare and say how good my life used to be. Think about how good your life can be. Think about how good your life will be in Christ Jesus. And Jesus understands that that's why he stepped down and says, look here, let's save them from from damnation. Let's save them from death. Let's save them from the penalty of sin. I want to show them my grace, my favor so that they can repent, so that they can change. It's time to repent. And when you repent, look what happens here. You change your attitude, you change your mind, and then you start to see fruitfulness in your life. And what is this fruit? The fruit, again, remember, is the change of attitude. It's a change of heart. It's a change of the way you live your life. You'll look to, look, you'll look to be more encouraging than more criticizing. You'll, look, you'll learn to say something nice before you say something wicked and evil. You'll learn to compliment people instead of criticize what you don't like. You'll always look for the good because look what the, the divine does. He looked for the good. He says, I see a tree and I see potential in the tree. Aren't you glad God sees potential in you? When others see what they cannot see in you, and they try to tell you what they see in you, but God who made you, who formed you, who created you, knows what he's put in you, and he knows what to get out of you, and he knows how to get it out of you, won't you let him use you? And so when we are in this Lent season, it's a time of repentance, a time of mourning, to realizing our sins drove Christ to the cross, and he defeated death. On the cross, by Him, taken on our death, to rise again from the grave with on the third with all power. To now He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and He's interceding on our behalf. He's still interceding. Intercede means to go uh, go in between. The vineyard went in between the gardener and says, "Look here, that axe is at the ready to cut the tree down," but I stepped in and says, "No, give it one more chance." Aren't you glad that God can give you one more chance? Aren't you glad that God does not give you just a second chance, a third chance, but he'll give you a million chance. (laughs) And he'll give you a million one chances after that that he'll keep on because his grace is wonderful. But don't abuse his grace because time is winding up. He's going to come back again. And so it's time now to get it right before he comes back, that we can change our life. And and I want you to understand, as you change your life, it's going to be some ups. It's going to be some downs. But I want you to know that he's still digging around the roots. He is still feeding you and nurturing you because he wants to see fruit to come from you. He will always look for you because he wants you to be blessed. And he wants to be a blessing unto you. So know that just turn it over to him and let God work with you and let him work through you. That you'll see the fruit of love, peace, joy, gentleness, kindness, self-control, forgiveness, faithfulness in your life. Fruit of the Spirit. You'll see that in your life. And people will see change in you because the change is happening in you. That they'll see the fruit in your life. And they'll be blessed by your fruit because you'll be a blessing unto them. Because they will be able to sit under your shade. They'll be able to find comfort from you. Because our God is changing you. Let us pray.